January 30th, 2021. It's a lot for Pedro's show.
Pedro show. You can hear my guest making uh, noise there. Where, where are you talking to me from, Brother Troy? Uh, I'm in Santa Monica, California. Okay, SoCal. Pert near a neighbor. You're only like 30, 35 miles away. Yeah. From me here yeah, you... in Pedro to the north. You know what? There was one point, in fact, Cullen Huntington was betting his whole fortune on the harbor being an S&M. Huh. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how long you've been there, but there's a history. We're talking over 100 years ago, and it ended up being called the Free Harbor Fight, and we won. Okay. Yeah, we won. The Navy came in our side, and they finally decided that there's deep enough water for their warships and shit, but he had built a mile of wharf there. He thought it was going to be there. Anyway. I had, I had no idea, man. Well, that's why you, part of the reason you're on the show. I want to enlighten you to that fucking <laughs> no, you. no, you're on this show because of the fucking Righteous Connect of Stevie Bono. We got to give him credit. Yeah, Connect. yeah, props right. to Steve, Steve Bono. He's great. Absolutely. And uh, we yep. started the show off, people, with uh, John Coltrane and Don Cherry mm. doing Jericho. I think Ed Blackwell was on the drums. Wow. Trippy album called The Avant Guard. You know, they were putting out all kinds of stuff once they knew uh, John Coltrane was fucking blowing minds. Yeah, right. yeah, he was he was elevating everything. Yeah, yeah. So any yeah. kind of recording he did when he was a younger man was getting released and shit. But uh, mm -hmm. I think Percy Heath is on the bass. No, no, yep. no. Charlie Hayden on this song. He's on two songs, and that's Petra's uh, father. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because uh, what's trippy about this record, because of Don Cherry and shit, uh, three Ornette songs, and then a Don Cherry song and a Thelonious Monk. Um and then we had Mark uh, Guliana with Juliana, Julia, yep. Or Juliana, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Yep. Right. They have the soft G, uh, giallo for yellow. Yeah, yeah, that Italian pronunciation. Right. Probably yep. because it's Italian. Yep. So Mark Giuliani. No, Giuliana, because Giuliani <laughs> is that plural of the clown. In the New York yeah. City, right? Okay, yeah. Flaw and Order. And that's got you on the fucking, you're the stick man with the beat in your hand, right? Oh, I'm actually not. That's what's going to, that's going to make this experience kind of interesting. I'm actually on electronics on that one, Mark. That's all right. You know, at the end of the day, it sounds coming out of speakers. I don't know how they got there. <laughs> yep, yep. I hear you. But that's bitching that you've expanded out and you're doing shit like that. Okay. Yep. Uh, let's start with your journey in music. Okay, right on. Troy? Yeah. Your earliest musical memory? Oh, uh, I mean, probably something at home. My my, uh, there was music in the house. My dad played guitar and banjo and mandolin. Oh, great! Uh, and where, yeah, where, where he, was this, Troy? This was in. Uh, I grew up in a town called Windsor, Connecticut. Okay, I know the uh, other Windsor. Oh yeah, yeah, it's part of Ontario, uh, Ontario province. And like the motors in the Econo lines, the 351, it was called the 351 Windsor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, so As opposed to the 351 Cleveland, which went in the Stangs. Okay. <laughs> Man, I am I am car illiterate. That's okay. That's okay. I'm just telling I, you how Watt knows the name of that town. And the, no, probably the original I mean, one is probably in England anyway. So you got musical yep. instruments in the pad that you're growing up. Yeah, 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 and we weird. Like my dad was into bluegrass, which is which is weird because you know I'm I'm black, he's black. Strange, uh, you know, for like for black people in Connecticut to be digging bluegrass, but you know, 
there was there was that there was watching a lot of hee haw. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, music to... is music, and, and fucking Roy Clark could play shit. Oh man, he's a killer, Roy and Clark. You, and do you know there's a connect with Leo Fender? He knew the, those guys. He was, you know, making stuff like the bass, you know, uh, the precision. Yeah. So they could tour without tying the motherfucker to the top of the uh, station wagon. They toured in station wagons those days. You know, yeah, a, a Connecticut cat, really good on bass uh, in New Haven. Uh, Doug Wimbish. Oh yeah, I know. I know his uh, his godson. I played some music with him coming up. Uh, Jamie McDonald. Okay. And and Doug, I think Doug was in a band with his dad uh, in the like eighties and nineties. Well, he's part of that Sugar Hill thing, and Mark Stewart. Yeah. He, I think he's on some Rolling Stone songs. <laughs> yeah, he definitely played with Mick. Yeah, that guy's. That's it. That's it. That's it. Big, big bass inspiration, that guy. Yeah, I, I love his play. He likes a lot of uh, effects, but yep. you, he could play a rubber band and be musical. I, I, big respect. Oh, yeah. So, so anyway, so 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 you have some trippy music. That's all right. Music's music. And, uh, yep, yep. Okay. Um, what about at school? Were you in the marching band or the choir or shit like that? Uh, you know, I did. I did some choir stuff. I did a good amount of singing when I was younger. I there weren't a whole lot of band opportunities for me. So when I started playing an instrument, it was really just me trying to start my own band um, from a young age. And how'd that get going? Uh, Tell me about that. Uh, well, the, like where I started playing. Or, yeah, jumping on an instrument. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I started on violin, uh, and I did that for about a year, but it, but it didn't really take. And then... When I was about seven, seven-ish, eight-ish, my mother had me start playing drums. Um, it which was is her what idea. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you yeah. know, because I got on bass because of D Boone's Ma. Ma's are important. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? So you didn't want to... What, what, I didn't even know what it was. She just said, I want you in a band with my son, and you're going to be the bass player. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. We are 12. <laughs> Just because you guys had the connection, she she knew you were you were the guy to be part of it, or I think she wanted us not get in trouble and, and stay in oh, the yeah. house after school. That makes sense. <laughs> so it's like Econo childcare. It was yeah, proj yeah. and shit, and you know it was early seventies, so not a lot of guns, but still fighting. And so I thought, if, that's what I thought, you know, because it was only arena rock in those days, so we never had yeah. ideas you could play those places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. That makes sense. So, so yeah. how, how do you get your first drum kit? Uh, they they bought me a garage kit, which I wish I had still. I think it was an old like like fifties Ludwig spark, like red sparkle. Wow! And they bought it at a garage sale for like fifty bucks, and and for maybe the first seven years, I played drums. That that was my kit. But I was too, you know, I was into rock mostly, uh, so. I was too young to really appreciate what I had, um, and and got rid of that kit when I when I upgraded to the next kit. Um, can, can, can I ask you? Yeah. Were you were you self educated? Did you listen to records and try to play beats? Yeah. So I I took lessons. I started taking lessons like when I was it begin, when I just turned eight. I started taking lessons. Um. And then I was just, I was steeped in music. It was a weird thing that my mom chose drums because I, I wanted to play guitar. Like we used to, the kids in my neighborhood, uh, one of them had an eight track stereo. 
we used to go to his house and and do like a rock band thing and i was always the guitar player when we were doing that so um <laughs> and that's you know that's why i play guitar today yeah. as well is because like i that kind of pushed through um but drums were really the first thing that took for me and uh what was the first record you bought with your own money troy oh man like like job money or when I was a little kid? And, yeah, you know, when you don't have a lot of money, right? So it counts where you spend it. Yeah, so I, I remember uh, when I was about seven, I bought two cassette tapes uh, in one go. Uh, the first one was um, Rolling Stones, Tattoo You. Oh, yeah. And then the other one was ACDC, Back in Black. Yeah. Both yeah. Both fucking happened. And what about the first gig you saw? Uh, man, the first gig was, uh, man, shit, um, was Power Station. Robert, uh, Palmer, right? Robert Palmer, but he didn't do the tour. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because it was like, he was doing, like, he was doing that Addicted to Love, like yeah, that solo sure. blew up. That had just started, maybe just started coming over. They knew it was going to be big. So he did the record, which, I mean, it was great band. Yeah, Tony's great singer. Um, Great singer. He great singer, but the drummer in that band, this guy Tony Thompson, man, just big inspiration, killing, ah, killing. Okay. Uh, well, but what, was, can I ask you, Troy, though, yeah. about that eighty sound with the gated yeah. snare, man? Does that that didn't age well, huh? <laughs> no, no. And you know what's weird is I didn't like it at the time. And you know, to get back, get back to the Wimbish thing, you know, that was yeah. um, yeah. like a that was a living color drum sound too for like their first couple records uh and i love living color but that's one thing that kind of put me off oh those first yeah yeah but i don't think the, doug was in the band he had another bass man then yeah they had muzz who that guy's really good I, really good because i got to play with them in Firehose and in davis they're all good no, vernon is like incredible and will great stick man yep yeah yep yeah great band and i think they were looking at uh as as guy musicians, they're looking at bad brains, but the producers, yeah, we're trying to get that weird uh, Duran Duran almost, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So, You're absolutely right. What What about the thing where you got the garage band, the basement band, the bedroom band after school? Did you do that? I did. Yeah. Um, starting starting like in middle school, just doing kind of whatever came came by. Like pretty pretty early on, I. I was into pretty aggressive music. Like I, I was really into Molly Crew bands like that in, in elementary school, Van, big Van Halen fan. And then in middle school, you know, that kind of turned into like getting into Metallica and Slayer and Megadeth. And, and then all woven throughout that was kind of the hardcore thing, listening to the Circle Jerks and Bad Brains and, uh, you know, stuff like that. So a lot of the early stuff was just covering that music for me. Okay. You know, I want to play uh, another Mark Juliana. I pronounced nice. it right this time uh, that you gave me. I create your own future. I know.
Russia? Yeah. Mark Juliana. What well, gets it right? I create your <laughs> own future. <laughs> Another try on the drums. Uh, Pete Kane, Pat Kane, he's got a new record, Brick. 
is the tune Bums Prendon Triage from DC Scene, the last from the missing second album that just came out after 40 years. High Hands Rotten Out of Switzerland. Oh, well, that was called Weekend Girl because it's the weekend, right? Saturday. Uh, hands Rotten from uh, Switzerland with Impro Chuk. Yeah, T S C H U N K. So, Chuk. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, Jan Bart uh, Lou with uh, number one. Out of Groningen, Mika Levy, uh, Levi, or Levy, fuck, challenge for what? Destroying everybody's language. I'll never, um, hygiene, but yeah, two words, right? Hygiene, you know, like a name. And then <laughs> I'll never say from Dale Crover, there's a drummer man with his new uh, solo record. Yeah. And other stuff, yeah. Why not? You know, my theory is if you could play drums, you could probably play all the other instruments because it's all rhythm in this kind of trip, you know? Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, too. you know what I mean? It's not like where you put the stupid guy. So that's fucked up. And then finally, Serge Tankian uh, with uh, Uneducated Democracy. Serge over here from the System of Down. I think, uh, yeah. where, where's all the Armenian cats? Uh, Glendale or... Uh, Burbank, yeah. that area, North Hollywood, yeah. yeah. He's a great singer, and that, that's an intense band. They ain't been doing much, but that's, you played so good on that, man. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, thank absolutely. You. All, well, all this stuff. And uh, Anyway, let's let's get into how you got there. Um, uh, so you're into all these kind of, uh, what they call it, like kind of shred or hard metal, hard rock. and uh, uh, But you make a band, right? Do you, do you guys do gigs, or is it just practice copying off records? Like we, we the first band the first bands I had were were doing gigs, but it was you know it was like uh, friends parties or there there weren't a lot of, a lot of places in Connecticut where you could go as a kid. Like every once in a while, someone would rent out a VFW hall and put something on, where you know nobody nobody made any money, but you got to you know throw up and and be loud for thirty minutes in front of twenty people. You know, um, so it was a lot. Of that. What, what what big town is Wizard near? Uh, it, well, it's right next to Hartford. Okay, which, Hartford. There was a club called I think Anthrax Hardcore Days. Oh yeah, that was that wasn't in Hartford though. That was like, uh, but yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I, I went there a lot before it closed down. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a great club. And uh, you know, then there was like old fashioned rock clubs like Toads. Yeah, <laughs> you're right though, Connecticut. But the I ninety five. Did you ever make the drive down to New York City? I did to see shows uh, when when I was growing up. Um, like went to Roseland a lot yeah, and see yeah. and um, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, for so, sure. So, uh, did any of these the, besides the parties, keggers, and stuff like that? Uh, when was the first time like you played a club? Oh man, uh, it was probably maybe my senior year of high school. We played someplace in in Connecticut with a band that was passing through. Uh, I had a I had like a hardcore ish metal band called My Reality at the time. <laughs> That's great. great yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I like it. <laughs> yeah, we did a demo that we gave to a bunch of people that I'm sure nobody liked, but you know it was music, so they put us on a bill. Oh, you that, know what? That, There's a college in Hartford. Trinity? Yep, yep. I played there with oh. Mule. And, uh, oh, no kidding. 
I wouldn't shit you, Troy. And and on on I mean, this is an old college because on the shutters they had a hanging for like witches and shit. Yeah, 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 yep, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw saw a lot of shows. I saw Sonic Youth there a lot. I think I saw the Pixies there. Okay, I didn't mean to be a tangent. Okay, so what do you do in college? Do you go to higher education music? I did. Yeah, I went to uh, Berkeley Factory of uh, Modern Music people in Boston. And what was that like? That was uh, it was crucial for me because I, you know I was like I was like a lot of guys who were like you know the the best drummer in your podunk town, but then you get into the real world. Like my first week at Berkeley, I was I realized, man, I am I'm worthless. I really have to <laughs> I really have to put the rubber to the road. You and know, like, you know, as yep. you're getting in to boston there's a big ring road a bunch of them yep. actually right there's a freeway one uh, or uh, they're not freeways but uh interstate we always called that the mass pike the richard blackmore because of that fu- he wore wear a fucking pilgrim hat but anyway <laughs> there's a podunk o- uh, over ramp or whatever the fuck overpass Believe uh-huh. it or, uh, yeah shit you not i saw, I saw it on t- it was like podunk <laughs> so so here's a can it can you Tell me this. Answer me this. Your opinion. Yeah. A good thing about Berkeley too is the connects. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I met a lot of a lot of guys. I mean, for me, you know, music is is really the soul of of existence. So, sure. so the connections were just inspirations. You know, like like some of the guys that I met and some of the guys I'm still friends with are, are just supremely influential and inspirational to me. And you know, that's that's an important thing I, I carry through my life is like, you know, especially with my closest friends is part of the reason, you know, obviously we get along, but, but I'm, you know, I hang with cats that are really in, inspirational to me and like, give me a reason to, to keep pushing forward, you know? Yeah. You can learn from them too, right? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And, and so while part. you were doing the Berkeley thing and a lot of theory, but probably a lot of prac, right? Yeah. A ton, a okay. ton. And then what happens after that? Uh, I was in a I was in a lot of bands in Boston. Um, uh, getting back to the car thing, I was actually I was actually in a band called Four Fifty Four Big Block, but <laughs> but the whole time I was in that band, I had no idea what that was a reference to. Because you know, I'm car, was, I just, you know I, I was I was pretty short lived, but I was in a, you know a lot of uh, louder. Like more aggressive bands, and then uh, and doing some like what they call GB gigs, like well, corporate. You, gigs. Can I ask you something? Because yeah. Berkeley, more more of a fusion uh, th- jazz thing, right? How did yeah. how was the student body about this hard rock stuff? Yeah, so I mean, there were some people like like my circle of friends were guys who appreciated that, and kind of in the wider sense, like being there was important to me because it just it. it uh, divorce me from like this this hard one uh, marriage to to genres, you know. Like yeah, when you're a kid, yeah. like this is hardcore. This is speed metal. Yeah, and, I totally agree with you, man. Music is music, and fuck yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, it's all it's all the, like I was wa- I was watching this thing on Louis Armstrong, and I was watching that, and I was thinking, man, like like some of this stuff that I hear modern guys like do in death metal is similar vocally to, to what he's doing. Like I see that lineage, you know? Absolutely. Um, so, you know, that kind of Berkeley opened that up for me, which was, which was pretty huge. I would say, man, that was what the movement did for me. Liberated 
I could listen to music as music and not have to like find a category to put it in like bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, you know, you know, I think with good music and good musicians, like a really great example is I used to, I used to work at this, this joint in Santa Monica called McCabe's. Oh yeah. Guitar shop. Yeah. And there's a, in the upstairs men's room, right above the urinal, there's a photo of, uh, of your brother D Boone. He did a gig there. Charlie. No, the, the Minutemen did. He jammed a little man with a gun in his hand with us. Oh, is that what it is? With a stand-up oh, bass with no fucking yeah, amp. Yeah, I told man. George and D-Boo, we got to get little. <laughs> that, that, like, that is, like, a prime example of that is, you know, like, good music is just good mu- music, you know? That stuff should come together in, in, in all walks of life, I think. That's, that's fucking righteous to say. Brother Troy, thank you so much. Look, we're at the end of the first hour, January 30, 2021, Dish Watt Pedro Show. Special guest, Troy. Troy <laughs> Z or Ziegler? Ziegler? I pronounce it Ziegler. My, my parents pronounce it Ziegler, so you but can Ziegler say But Ziegler is the German. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hey, okay. Hey, you Hold got tight it. for hour two, people. January 30, 2021. It's the second hour of the Watt Pedro Show.
black sky Nannies are nights with our half-sister moon Why can't we switch automatically To ecocentric persuasions Why can't we ditch autocracy For ecocentric persuasions
sound. That's me scraping the ground under the hype. My B2 bomber life. Deep in the hunt, my paycheck is my gun. The unending fight to call myself alive. I'm trying not to die. 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 Trying not to die.
Watch for Pedro Show. We start off the second hour. Troy again with Serge Butterfly. Then we had Sam Bennett round and round. God, his name is Chuck Berry. So. Waku Waku Kingdom. Pure Love. Brother Shige. Sleep Party People with 10 Feet Up. The Copenhagen 10 or X Sessions. Maybe they ate a bunch of X. I don't know. Uh, Lewis Cole featuring Dennis Ham with Trying to Trying Not to Die, which is a good recipe for the, the sitch. And then but, finally, Big Sir. Sarah Smiles. Big Sir. What's Big Sir? Uh, Big Sir is a trio I was in with uh, ba- great bass player Juan Alderetti. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The Mars Volta. Yeah. He had a bad a bicycle wreck, right? Yeah, yeah. He's thankfully, you know, yeah, on the yeah. I love again, that guy, man, and I love his playing, and he's a he's solid people, man. Yeah, yeah, and you know, prime example of like really humble dude on the instrument. You know, like he he's been in it for so long, and when I got into that band, it, there was just no ego about playing. It was just just all intrepid exploration and listening, and yeah. So him on bass and a great singer named Lisa Papineau on on vocals and yeah. keyboard. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's p- paddle back a little bit, right? You're uh, you're in the big block band for a little while. What what goes on after that? Uh, yeah, I was in that band. I was in a, like a couple other metal bands, and then uh, I I came out here to visit a, a call. I graduated from from school. I came out here to visit a friend, and then just realized I was hitting a ceiling in Boston, and I had you know some opportunities to play out here. So so I made the jump. I made the drive. <laughs> it's a big drive <laughs> yeah yeah three days and and you had the drum set in the car yeah in the u-haul in, oh the, u-haul and, okay yep okay and so what you do do, do you start a, answering ads in the recycle no recycle is probably too old no no recycle was around okay, I, okay. you know i i got set up when i came out here i i had some friends so so i got set up with a couple gigs like a couple things to play so i was i was playing in like a pop punk band this is like 97 i came out um and you know and kind of touring around a little bit going over to europe a little bit um and you know and then just teaching and and working you know normal stuff teaching drums yeah yep that's great that's fucking great so so was that part of your plan? The teaching part? Yeah. Initially it wasn't. Initially it was like it's it, this is an easy way to make money. Uh and I knew I could do it and I and I hated it for the first couple years and then this switch just hit, hit in me and you know and I I still teach today a bunch cuz I just love it. I I love passing on. Sure, sure. You know, you know. That's one of the things we kind of lost from those bebop guys—the mentor thing, where you bring dudes yeah. into the band, right? When they're yeah. younger, and I, I saw that with Art Blakey. I saw that with Elvin Jones. You know, first time I saw uh, John Coltrane's son Ravi. You know, was with Max. You know, yeah, uh, Roach, and yeah, that whole idea—apprenticeship, kind of, or shop steward, whatever. You know, a journeyman. We we kind of lost that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. And, you know, and some of the best, you know, the best experiences I've had have had that mentorship, like like meeting Nels for the first time. Nels Klein. Like, yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, 
being able to hang with him and talk to him. And, do you know you he's know, got a twin brother who does drums? Yeah, Alex. Yeah, I've seen them, I've seen him play. And he's uh, not far. Uh, I think he's Eagle Rock. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, like guys like that, like Frizzell, spending time with Frizzell was like that. Um, Petra Hayden. Yeah. She's been uh, Charlie's uh, daughter. Well, yep. Tell me about what's this field? That's that's all me. That's me playing everything. Oh, uh, bitch. That's my projects. Uh, and some of it, I think maybe the tunes I gave you is uh, my brother, uh, Tim Lefebvre, on bass. Oh, okay. I had him on the show uh, a few oh, weeks right ago. Up. That yeah, he's where in Las Vegas now? Or no, he's in Tucson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I want to play time traveler. Thank you.
just me scraping the ground under the hype. My B2 bomber life, deep in the hunt. My paycheck is my gun. The unending fight to call myself alive. I'm trying not to die, trying not to die, trying.
Watt from yep. Pedro's show. Yeah, we started off that chunk and ended that chunk with some field. So this is Time Traveler. Uh, then we had big guitar, Sam Lock Ward, Iowa City, Monkey, also known as Summer's Over, but I'm not over it, uh, uh, also known as Monkeys. This Italian band called uh, Qu Quiet Pig. And I don't know where they got the accents, because maybe a U.S. guy who moved over there. But uh, Pineapple Empress from South London, Only You, the Stony Spring, Shameless Hippie Sex Party, Sh Sean Lennon, The Capture, and finally Field again with Good Moon, Good Moon's Daughter. Oh, yeah, Good, good Moon's Daughter. Maybe yeah. some uh, Scandinavian? Yeah, that's, it's actually, uh, I'm a, I'm a big Bjork fan. And, uh, Iceland. That, yeah, Iceland. Yeah, and that, that's her last name, actually. Now, I so. got to do one get. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's right. Cause, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, she was like a star as a girl, so she lost her last name early. But, I did a Stooges gig there, Reykjavik, and most people don't look like her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you think you could go to Iceland and see a lot of Yorks. She's very individualist. She came to yep. uh, the gig, and backstage she's telling Egg all these Norwegian jokes, you know, and he's part Norwegian. She didn't know, you know. And I guess there's some old, you know, how rivalries are. And stuff. I never heard any Belgian jokes till I went to Holland. You know, sure, Whoever's yeah. next door, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's get back to your music. Uh, well, no, I'm interested about this field thing. When did it start? Uh, I've been doing that for maybe about a little over 20 years. I put a couple records out, um, wow. but it's been kind of kind of low key. Like the, I did some touring on that last record with um, my buddy Buzz uh, from the Melvins. He took me out opening for this acoustic run he did. Um. And then I, I opened for them for the Melvins here with Trevor uh, playing bass. Trevor Dunn. He was on the show. Yeah. God damn, small world. Yeah, yeah. but t t 20 years ago you said you started. How, how did it start? Like you were just a side man-itis? I want to do my own fucking thing. Yeah, I mean, that's all, like, so I started, like, uh, like I said before, like I always wanted to play guitar, so I started playing guitar when I was about 12. And... Um, like early guitar influence for me was like Jim Croce and, and D. James Boone. D. Boone loved that. Oh no shit! <laughs> that time in the bottle tune, he loved that tune, man. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that kind of you know, like I I always had this big big love and fascination for for guys like that. So like you like Jeff Buckley and Elliot Smith. Wow. And yeah. My, yeah. So that kind of inspired me to start doing my own version of that and like th that leads into songwriting composition right yeah yeah yep but but what about because you know chico hamilton he, he had trouble getting songwriting credit drummers yeah. can't write songs right what the fuck yeah yeah <laughs> like if yeah, you don't so write it on the guitar it's not really a song right yeah or a piano that's, that's bullshit man okay Okay, the notes don't last as long in the drums, but they're still notes. That's why they're different sizes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And man, just think if you got the fucking drummer being the shot caller, what an interesting perspective to have a composition come from. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it can be. Um, you know, I've, and I've been in bands where I've written a lot, too. Um, 
for me, you know, it's like like this is I guess the the prime thing I took away from Berkeley is just the expansiveness of music. So for for me, it's just feeding the music, you know. So it's not even necessarily that, like with the field stuff. I, I'm not even thinking about drums most of the time. I'm I'm mostly just thinking about the song, and the drums are a minor portion of that but it's not what i'm leading with you know i'm i'm leading with the larger music you know ah you know because a lot of the one-man band like stevie wonder dave grohl <laughs> uh yep. prince they started with the drum right and then they added shit yeah. yeah 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 sometimes yeah yeah really interesting look we're at the end of the second hour january 30 2021 dish what peter show special guest troy zeigler hold time for hour three January 30, 2021. It's the third hour of the lot for Pedro Show.
show we start off the third hour with uh, Emma Ruth Rundle in To Fold in England. Then we had Crane, Dirt, and Jim with Remember When. Live jam they had in their backyard. Fatso Jetson, uh, Mario Lali, great cat. Play Dead. Ptolem and Escobar with uh, an untitled excerpt from a jam they did together. And finally, again, Emma Ruth Rundle, Hand of God, and uh, Brother Troy's going to enlighten us to Miss Emma Ruth Rundle. Yeah, so she's uh, she's just greatness. I think she um, she's a singer songwriter. I I was in a band with her uh, for a little while. A band I had called Exit Strategy. She sang in, um, which she might be a little nonplussed about me mentioning, but but you know, there's love between us, so so that's cool. Um, and then has been doing a solo thing for for quite some time now. She's been putting records out, but that. Those records are me on bass, me playing bass with her. Yes. Now, the close, I know it looks like a guitar, but actually the closest sound on the stage is the kick drum. Sure, yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, 100%. Okay, okay. Yeah, because you're yeah. a drummer, man. You know about this stuff because... Yeah, no, I mean, there. there's like a modern drum clef now, but the drums used to be written in the bass clef orchestrally. And, you know, for years when, when the drum set was invented, it was always written in the bass clef. So, yeah, well, it lives for, in that world. Maybe the snare and the cymbals, but for sure the toms and for absolutely sure the kick. Yeah, yep. Right, right. and... Uh, and, and it, it, there's just something about it, the, the, the idea of Aiden and Benton. Right? The big loyalty should be to the tune. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, with bass, there was... I started playing bass, like, when I started playing guitar as well. And it was, you know... Uh, bass was a specific inspiration. It was it was actually Cliff Burton for me. Oh, uh, he's my, great. Yeah. That cat uh, he tragically killed in a bus wreck, I think. Yeah. 
But man, uh, yeah, I mean, Robert's good. And, and you never could hear Jason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a shame. It's a real shame. <laughs> I think that's why he left, right? Yeah, part, part of the reason, I think. Yeah, okay. Uh, but but early on, you know, you're a drummer man, a young man, and you're, you're getting into guitar and bass. Could you, could you, could you, you know, well, well, this one has bigger strings, but could you see there was other differences? Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, they were all, they were all separate entities that had their own space uh, from a young age. You know, it was all, that was always important to me. When I started playing drums, you know, thankfully, uh, there were a lot of kids in my neighborhood who helped me on that journey, you know, speaking of the, the mentorship. And uh, there were these two brothers who lived down the street from me, the Gagney brothers. Um, and they really, when I started playing drums, they were like, oh, you got to check out Rush. And, you know, that was like the first check out these individual musicians uh, reference point. And then at the same time, they were like, you you know, what was big with us was that Repo Man soundtrack. You remember that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. That was like that was like the Bible uh, when I was a kid. I got to do a, there was a tribute to that. And they had me, let, uh, Let's Have a War. I did it with my second man version. Oh, man. Fear, fear song. But that movie is like, <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of the cats in that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny you mentioned that stuff. But what about the thing up the trip about the, the mixed cassette tapes? Yeah, there was there was a good amount of that when I was a kid. That was really heavy with us because that's how you got turned on to new shit. Yeah, yeah, that and like and picking up maximum rock and roll uh, like every every other week. You know, we went to the newsstand and magazines were were a huge huge thing too. What, like, what was it called? About... It was called the Scene Report, right? <laughs> there must have been a Connecticut one. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Tim Yohannan, he's a friend of mine. You know, cancer got him, but great cat. But wow. that's, I got to say one thing, though. Some of that, yeah. like, category stuff was in there. Oh, yeah. Shred yeah. And, and crust and power yeah. violence. What the fuck is power violence? Yeah, no, it's 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 the worst in in the metal scene, like in the harder, the hardcore and the metal scene. It's definitely the, the most egregious, I would say. <laughs> Yeah. Well, there's everybody's sinning because it's a marketing man shortcut to try to get you something that you might not want to buy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to play this uh, something from Dan Rosenblum here.
Wofford Pedro Show. Started off the last music for this edition, Dan Rosenblum, Helioptrix, and then Poison Idea. Uh, and they had a big guitar, man. He's no longer with us. But mm. In my head, ache. Write two words. In my head, ache. Mm. Cosmo Shipes after that from Hamburg, Those Happy Days. Dave Torn, Ballet Petru Un Horizonte Disparu. And uh, yes, I had Tim Byrne on yesterday, and he's a collaborator with him. And then finally, Isis with Fertus E. Barin. Maybe it's Dutch. I don't know. <laughs> Isis. But you know, there was a lady Isis man in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, I know about that, yeah. But different than this one, yeah. This is a more yeah, hard, hard rock, right? Yeah, these guys, these guys are from Boston. Um, uh, and sadly, not a band. They broke up uh, oh. maybe about 10 years ago. Okay. But, uh, and what'd you do, fill in? Yeah, I played on that. I played uh, like percussion and acoustic guitar on that track. Oh um, wow! Okay, good job. Yeah, well, and the well, uh, drummer on that. I'm What's sorry. that? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go go ahead, man. Well, I was going to ask about this Dan Rosenblum talk. Uh, boom. Oh yeah. Boom, so that's right? me. That's me uh, doing electronics again. That's uh, Zach Danziger on drums. Uh, Timmy Timmy Lefebvre on bass again. Yeah. I, I do obviously do a lot of playing with him. It seems. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, great band. Well, you know, people ask me about the old days, and I say it was about people. I think the new days are about people too. <laughs> I hope so. You know, I, I mean. Like, so if you end up playing with same kinds of cats, that means you got some kind of connect. Yeah. 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 Or just on the set. I remember seeing. I saw you when I was at Berkeley. When you were touring on uh, the Ball Hog record with... 1995. Uh, yeah, with Hovercraft and, and the Foos. Um, I think it was Avalon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, by yeah. Uh, the, uh, the baseball right, yeah, right across from Right across from uh, the field. Yeah, that was right down the street from where I, I used to live. And I remember thinking, like, going into that gig, man, like, it it seems like a family kind of thing, you know, like... like it's not, there's no separation on the stage, you know, it's not, you know, big time headliner and the underlings, it's no, all were, just a collective kind of environment, very, and that kind of stuff is really inspirational to me, you know, it's like, that's the way it should be, I think. They're very generous, you know, we only had two days of prac for that. No shit. <laughs> I was shitting a pecan log, and I had never stood in the middle before, I mean, it was, it was heavy, those guys were very, and Pat Smear! You know, yeah. I, I, I saw billions of germs, well, maybe not billions, but a lot, a buttload. And yeah. to be on stage with them, wow. And and the and Ed and Dave and everybody there, yeah, you're, you're right, man. There, there's something about that. Instead of some, like, competitive sports kind of trip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, exactly. You, well, you, I mean, you crushed it that night, man. It was It was great. It was memorable. Fuck, I was scared out of my brain. Uh, that whole tour that was a I had to do it though because it's kind of sea change in my life you know things come up like that uh, uh, this situation right now are you trading files um you mean like like recording over the interwebs kind of thing 
well, we can't do that yet. There's too much latency. But like you, you, you listen to something, you make a recording to it, and then you send the file, and then it's like putting together a, a multi-layer cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I've done, I've done a couple, uh, a couple soundtrack. I did some stuff for some some film scores uh, a month or two back, where there's they a, sent me. The, there's yeah. a great drummer man doing uh, soundtracks, right? He's on the last Captain Beefheart album, Cliff Martinez. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. See, there's another. Uh, why can't a drummer be a composer of? And, that, and that's like a big thing, right? When you're uh, doing soundtrack to a movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big yeah. picture, big picture thinking. I think the drummer's kind of in a key place that way. Yeah, well, you know, you're always relegated to the back as a drummer, so I think that forces you to be. Well, that more... was fucked up. I tell you, that was a big mistake Minutemen made. George Hurley should have been. And, and la- I don't know if you've seen the last 20 years, but I always have the drummer man now downstage. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, what, what's this denial shit? It's rhythm music. Put the guy up front, <laughs> That's very it. The That's bow it. of the boat. The bow of the boat. Uh, <laughs> do, do, do you have stuff that you're baking right now, though? That's yeah. yours. That's yours. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working on an, another field thing. Um I'm working on a, a trio thing uh, that I, th- I think I'm probably going to do with Trevor uh, and and hopefully with Larry Lalonde. Oh, uh, Larry on bass. What's that? Larry on bass from Victim Family. No, 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 no. Uh, Trevor Trevor Dunn on bass, Larry Lalonde on guitar. Oh. Oh, no, yeah. Larry's from uh, Primus. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm thinking of Larry from Victim Family, but... the. Victim family drummer man is the helper man for, you know, that's a good thing about Alzheimer's. You're always meeting new people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know who you're talking about, Larry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Haven't seen him for many years, but I got to do a tour with him and he's a beautiful cat. He was way into seven layer 7-Eleven burritos. Not 7-Eleven, Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Uh, That's one thing that sticks in my mind, but... He's great music. I would love to hear this. When you guys get that going, will you come back on the show? Because we're out of time, Troy. 100%, man. 100%. Man, it's beautiful. I love what you're doing. I love your mission and music. Thank you, man. It, man. It's an honor to, to just to speak with you. Well, right back, right back. So when you get this, and Trevor fucking happening, basement. Okay. When you get it, please come on the show. We could do a conference call maybe with them cats, too. Yeah, absolutely, man. Okay, thanks so much, Troy. Keep on keeping up. People, it's been a... Uh, January 30, 2021 Dishwap Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.